You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> oh, snow beers could be on the menu later on today in a couple of hours. We do have some steaks on the grill right now. In case you're wondering, meat Friday, ribeyes and curly fries. And who has it better than we do? Nobody. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's try that again. <laughs> who has it better than we do? Nobody. Absolutely. Come on in. Stay a while. One of my favorite broadcasters, Ian Eagle. Or Ian Eigel will join us uh, coming up here in a little bit. Phone calls are always welcome. We're going to settle on a poll question. I think the audience realizes that the Danettes can't handle this responsibility. Seton tanked on it uh, two days ago. Fritzy's got the responsibilities. Yes, Todd. We have some snow and non-snow related. Okay, how about you throw throw a couple out here? Let's see how we're doing. Okay, let's start with the snow ones. All right, some poorly specials, which I got a kick out of these. Uh, if my football team played in a cold weather city, I would want the stadium to be open air or domed. Okay. Yes, Paul. Okay, so if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, I know they have that gorgeous stadium. We were there; it's really cool looking. But would you want a dome to have that home field advantage, or would you want a comfortable stadium that you could attend a game in when it's eight? And you can enjoy the game. I think we think everyone in Minnesota would like. Oh, I'm tough. I want. I want an open air stadium. Do they? I don't know. Like if if you asked a Packer fan anonymously, because out, outside a Packer fan has to be tough. Yeah. You know the camo. You know the the orange. Yeah. Would you want a dome over Lambo? They would. You want it to be comfortable. I want to have a home field advantage. If I'm in a cold weather city, I would want to have that advantage. If I'm in Buffalo now. If I'm a season ticket holder, what's best for my team? Like, do we have a home field advantage? Because if you're a fan, you like to be part of that home field advantage. You know, you ask those folks in Seattle. I mean, that's why they're the 12th man. It's so important. Home field advantage. Now, you don't have the elements there like you have in Buffalo or New England, uh, Green Bay. But having been to a game in January at Lambeau, it's just part of the environment. Like it, it's, you just feel like you would be losing something, missing something if you didn't have that element there that you went in and you, you know, you're all warm to go into a stadium and then you take most of your heavy clothing off. I want to go and I want to feel the elements. Went to a Chicago Bears playoff game and it was cold, prepared for it. But it's part of that element. And, and there's a shared experience. Bears probably lost oh. the playoff game. But, but there's a shared experience of, hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is where we do it. Yeah, Paul. So based off that, I'm still confused. Like, I read back some stories about the Vikings, and their, their stadium is gorgeous. And they, one of the reasons they made it like that is to get a Super Bowl in their town. And yes. it worked. That was a great week yes. for Minnesota. And they almost hosted the Super Bowl. They were a couple plays away from hosting the Super Bowl. Yeah. But... I wonder long-term if you gave people in Minnesota or any cold-weather town a do-over. Like, if you're in Buffalo, they seem to love it. They seem to love that. But they're not going to get a Super Bowl unless they build a new stadium and have a dome. Right. Because that's that's what is required. You have to have a dome stadium. You know, Indianapolis. Indianapolis hosting a Super Bowl. Got to have a dome stadium in there. Yes, he. But is it the kind of thing that we're overplaying a little bit? Like, people in Buffalo love it, but they don't really have any other choice. They have to love it. It's possible that while you're sitting there, you're like, man, I'm really freezing my ass off right now. It'd be nice if I wasn't. Yeah, and you have to toe the party line. You can't, you know, I would love to be warm. 
No one says that. I never thought that when I went to Lambeau. I never thought, golly, I'd much rather be inside watching a football game. There's just something about it. when you grow up, and I grew up in the Midwest, you're always outside playing football. But you're Dan Patrick. You could have been at Lambeau and said, you know what, I'm getting a little chilly. I'm going to go to the <laughs> Skybox. And you could have said, hey, it's Dan Patrick here. Can I get in the Skybox? Sure, Excuse Dan. Me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse Most of me. us can't do that. Yes, Todd. There is something about the outdoor atmosphere, but I saw a freezing cold game in Denver, and then I once went to a Bronco Saints game in New Orleans. And granted, the Broncos won, which improved my mood, but I loved the comfort of the indoors, and I'm watching my team, and I'm not freezing my butt off. Yeah, but you're soft. That is. I the least soft. surprising news. Yeah, you're soft. <laughs> you're soft. I mean, you don't even clean off your car in the I snow. Don't. And how much home field advantage do you get? You could be playing other cold weather teams throughout the uh, regular you, season. You I know. I th- it's a shared experience. That's all I can say. It's a shared experience. When you go to Lambeau, Soldier Field, if you're in New England, you're in Denver, just a, there's, a, there's a feeling, Buffalo, like this is ours. This is us. This is this is who we are. Yes, Tom. It's also tough when the planes fly overhead. You can't really appreciate that as much in the domed stadium. <laughs> Unless they have some kind of glass ceiling that you could look through. You're gonna miss out on those special parachuters and flyovers a little bit. Yes, he. I have a poll question we just got. Do you prefer Friday Fritzy or a Tuesday Fritzy? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> um wow. I don't want to take over the whole show with that, Dan, so maybe I shouldn't have thrown it out. Coming off fried wontons and steamed pork dumplings and a yeah. restful night at the hotel. Fritzy, Fritzy got a hotel room because of all the snow. And uh, how much did you spend on your Chinese food last night? I believe it was like thirty-one sixty-eight, okay. something okay. like that. And it's just for you. That would be just for me. Just there were some you. leftovers, yeah. but if you count leftovers, three fried wontons, there's the leftovers for about six things that I got. I don't know if it's really leftovers. Seton stayed in a hotel. Uh, what did you eat? Swedish fish. Okay. <laughs> He's not kidding either. But what, was that from the uh, honor bar yeah. that they had? Heck yeah. He came walking right in. I was like, yo, we got Swedish fish? Go, let's go. Uh, Limerick greeting cards. If you can't get enough of Todd, now you can. The Limericks, his and her birthdays. You got Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, win or lose, we celebrate. Get your bundle of Limericks and don't worry about buying greeting cards for the rest of the year. Also, new t-shirt. Is it up on the site now? DanPatrick.com, Seton O'Connor, Jr. the third? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give any thoughts on this? You said this is controversial. I th- I think it's a controversial T-shirt. Yeah, we have a look-in coming up uh, oh, later oh, this okay. hour. Okay. If you're watching on Peacock, that's our streaming partner. Download the app. If you don't have it, you can watch the show. Also, we say good morning to our radio affiliates, the great folks at iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, nearly 400 cities around America. Tampa Bay has released Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians tries to clean up the details there. We spent a good portion of the first hour on that. Chargers at the Raiders for a playoff spot. Also, I was wondering about the Bengals' philosophy. Joe Burrow's not going to play against the Cleveland Browns. It almost feels, and then, you know, he got his knee banged up, a surgically repaired knee from a year ago, but he got it banged up the uh, last game. It almost feels like the Bengals are on a collision course with the Patriots, that they're satisfied with the wild card uh, scenario there. Now, I don't know if they won this game, what, you know, who they would be facing. Like, do they want to play the New England Patriots? But, you know, you got the Titans who were trying to secure the number one seed. 
a uh, New England Patriots loss or tie against the Dolphins coupled with Tennessee-Kansas City losses would slide the Bengals into the number one spot, but that's if they win this game. Cincinnati could also move up to the top if Buffalo defeats the Jets in addition to Tennessee-Kansas City. I I mean, I hate going over these scenarios, but like the the Bengals have a shot at a first-round bye, but it doesn't feel like they're going to be playing Joe Burrow in this game. Now, now this is not necessarily a healthy scratch. This is just, you know, precautionary. But, uh, you know, they, it looks like the Bengals could be facing the Patriots in the wild card. All right. I like that. Let's go. Yeah, Paul. People like your Bengals, man. I think that's the, fun. that's the lovable team this year. That yeah. is the team. And I know I've heard from my friends in Cincinnati. It's like, uh, hey, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Jonathan Taylor. How about Joe Burrow? And I said, hey, Joe Burrow is a top five MVP candidate. Absolutely. I have no problem with that. Now, him and Jamar Chase, I have no problem. You want to give Jamar Chase rookie of the year? No problem with any of that. You know, give Joe Burrow comeback player of the year if you want to. He's been great. Not good, great. Um, you know, is he every bit what Justin Herbert is? Yes, he is. I think he's on that talent level. But he plays for the Bengals. That hurts him because we tend to look at the Bengals and we're like, yeah, but they're the Bengals. This year, they've they've done big boy things. And you can't say that about the Bengals too many seasons. And it starts with Joe Burrow. And it certainly helps having Jamar Chase. But that that's a a dangerous team. Yeah, Paul. The team that really concerns me, not in a good way, and I'm not trying to bash, is the Tennessee Titans. When they grab a lead, I think they're as difficult as anybody. Yeah. But if they're down like 14-6 at half, I really am not a fan of their comeback abilities. And this is not the newest analysis of all time. Yeah. It's just that Ryan Tannehill, man, when he has to pass, that team worries me. The Browns were once considered Super Bowl contenders. You know, they shored up the offensive line. They brought in defensive players, uh, Jadavion Clowney, Malik Jackson. You have the additions. You had some subtractions with Odell Beckham Jr. the third, and they've regressed. Baker Mayfield has had some great moments, but he's been banged up, played hurt all year, He's due for an extension. Browns have remained hesitant to give it to him. The report in Cleveland yesterday by Mary Kay Cabot that uh, Baker could request a trade after the season if certain demands are not met. Now, he said that that's not true, but uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who covers the Browns and has been a frequent guest on this program, she is not a hot take person. That's not her job. And she is a well-respected journalist in that town. She reported yesterday, Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't and mentioned that he would ask for a trade if certain demands are not met. Baker Mayfield responded by saying, tweeting, clickbait, You and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama-stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. Okay. Uh, This is Baker's personality. He loves to have an opponent. 
He, he, that, that fuels him. Yeah, a chip on his shoulder when uh, he went to Oklahoma after he, you know, he couldn't play football at Texas Tech. Um, you know, even as the number one pick in the draft, there's still a chip on his shoulder. That's the way he plays. That got him this far. But here's the situation. Somebody told Mary Kay Cabot this. Could it have been Baker's camp who said this? Could it have been somebody with the Browns who told Mary Kay Cabot this? I'm not going to blame the messenger here because somebody is, is got that information to say, hey, Baker is demanding this. I mean, Baker just said, hey, I'm not click. You know, this is clickbait. I'm not your puppet. Is it true? Because he's not going to confirm it. But it felt like maybe it's true, but I don't want you reporting this. Or I'm mad at somebody with the Browns who gave you this information. I don't think you... He doesn't have leverage here. Where you can say, if certain demands are not met, then I want to be traded. There's a disconnect between coach and quarterback. I think, I think everybody can agree on that. Uh, but I'm not going to question Mary Kay Cabot because that, she's not a hot take person. But Baker has to blame somebody here. And all he had to do is say, you know what? Uh, I want to stay here. I have no issues whatsoever with anybody. You know, we're going to make this work. I'm going to get healthy. We have the weapons. We're, we're going to be a playoff team next year. Whatever it is, but if you're going to come after Mary Kay Cabot, like you're kind of missing the bigger picture here. Who's saying this? And why are they saying this? And is it actually true that you do have demands and you want certain requirements met or whatever it is? Play calling has been a big issue there. And will continue to be a big issue because the same coach is there, Kevin Stefanski. Raymond in New York, then we'll take a break. Hey, Ray, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? How you doing? I was going to talk about um, Baker Mayfield. I call him Baco Mofo. That's just me. Okay. But um, in your rundown this morning about A.B., can I just, I'm sorry, jump around a little bit, but you forgot one thing about Antonio Brown. I think he punched a delivery driver. At one point. Yeah, I didn't have enough time to run down everything <laughs> on his rap sheet here. <laughs> right, I know. I'm just, I'm just making that joke. Wait, Seton, you just cut off Raymond. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought Raymond was done. Everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> he got on a riff the other day, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Raymond? Yeah. <laughs> Baker Mofo? Is that what that was? <laughs> I call him Baker Mofo. Ah, you're probably the only one who's calling him Baker Mofo. <laughs> Just saying. Well, Mary Kay Cabot might be here. Oh, right now, but... yeah. <laughs> yeah. You imagine Mary Kay Cabot with her tone. Uh, Baker Mofo is making demands. He would, he's going to, if they're not met, he wants to be traded. <laughs> okay. Where do you want to go? You know, that's like, okay, you want out of Cleveland? Yeah, Paulie. You know, we, we, I think we discussed this about a month and a half ago when Baker was trying to play through the injury, and, and you said something like, well, he's trying to show the home fans that he's there for the team and yeah. he'll play through anything. He's tough. And, and, and also to get the contract. It may have been better for him to shut it down, and then you'd have, the, you'd have less bad tape. 
You'd have a lot if, less bad taste. If he already had that contract guaranteed, then he probably would have. That, that he would have shut it down sooner. I, I, I said it, I know that I'm repeating myself, but when you play through pain and there's success, we make movies. But when you play through pain and you don't help your team, then we're highly critical of this. Like, if Kurt Warner doesn't win a Super Bowl, there's no movie. Kurt Gibson doesn't hit a home run. You know, we're not talking about one of the greatest moments in baseball history. You're like, what was he doing up there pinch hitting in the first place, Tommy? Yeah, see. It's funny. Nobody looks back at that Super Bowl where T.O. played on a broken leg and is like, I thought your leg was broken. How are you playing so well? Hmm? If they won, it would have... Oh, I thought your uh, leg was broken, T.O. Sure seems like you can run on it. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll uh, come back. One of my favorite broadcasters, he's the Nets broadcaster, also NFL broadcaster, Ian Eagle, will join us. We will get to more phone calls, and we'll try to settle on a poll question. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. If you want to achieve your health and fitness goals starting the new year, you got to put in the work. Got to put in the time. Got to be in the lab every day. That's why I support my daily workouts with M-Drive, the supplement for driven guys with no plans on slowing down, even as you get older. M-Drive's special blend of clinically tested herbs and vitamins supports your body's natural testosterone production, giving you that energy, that strength, that mental boost you need to compete every single day. MDriveDan.com, free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. You can also find M-Drive at Walgreens Rite Aid and Vitamin Shop. M-Drive doesn't contain testosterone. Instead, helps your body maintain its natural testosterone production so you have the strength, energy, and focus to compete day in and day out. M-Drive is not for everyone, like Todd, because it's for the driven, like me. Visit mdrivedan.com for healthy tea support, strength, energy that you need to fuel your daily drive. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Just some of the poll questions we're thinking about since we had about eight inches of snow. If my football team played in a cold weather city, I would want the stadium to be open air or domed. Snowblowers are smart and efficient or soft. Wow. Kids should play in the snow or shovel snow. I remember shoveling snow when I was younger. Make a little extra uh, coin there. Let me get a couple of phone calls, then we'll get to the popular Iron Eagle here. Annette in South Carolina would like to help Fritzy with the poll question. Annette, good morning. What do you have for us today? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Back to the attic days. Um, so this is a little bit already decided, but um, I wondered if the audience had had a choice on which Danette to lose, um, what the outcome would have been. <laughs> Obviously, McLevin's already gone. I just wondered. Well, you know, and then let, let me start with you. Let, let's go back a month ago. I'll ask you, which Danette would you like to lose? Okay, so uh, Polly is probably my least favorite Danette. I'm not saying I want to lose him. He's got great snark, and I love snarky. Okay. And he's got a memory. Like, how would we? How would we replace that memory? I okay. Mean, remember what, back to what, the biblical what days. What don't you like about Pauline? I don't know. It's hard to put my, a finger on that. 
I don't know exactly, but I mean, I'm, I like them you all. you got to come with some ammo if you're going to hate on me. I don't mind if you say I suck or you hate me. Just give me some details. There's lots of people online. On, I don't on the, know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, really, I really don't know. I can't. I don't have an exact. Okay. Who's your that, favorite, Danette? Annette, who's your favorite, Danette? Seton. Seton's my favorite. And why? Um, why, you know, why is Seton your, your favorite? Seton brings a lot of color, I feel like. He's got um, good music information, which pairs well with you. You know, good discussion about music and tattoos and past girlfriends. And, I don't know. He's, he's got a great laugh, whether it's sometimes it's fake, I know. But. Uh, wait a minute. Hold, <laughs> hold on. Wait, is that fake right there? Uh Todd, I think uh, Todd's got his hand up. I, I just I think the worst thing to be is what I guess I am, the middle of the pack, where there's no strong emotion, positively or negatively. You're just kind of there and to be put up with. You know, I don't love you. I don't hate you. You just whatever. So okay. I have, to have uh, no uh, strong emotion. Yeah. Okay. So out of the yeah. the three remaining, who do I fire, Annette? Oh, three remaining. Well, I mean, what I was going to say about Fritzy was, I mean, he's a booker. I mean, I don't know. Can you get rid of him? I mean, he sings a little. He's, I feel like if you got rid of him, your your medical plan probably get raised. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, thank you, Annette. Thank you. Like, she comes up with a poll question and doesn't have an answer to her poll question. But thank you, Annette. Yes, yes. I, can, I feel for Paulie in that situation because it's like when you're like, well, I don't really like you. Why? I don't know. It's just don't a know. general feeling that I just yeah. put my finger on. Yeah, if it was like, you know, well, I think you're mean to Todd. And you're like, oh, okay, that's a reason. Why? Do I just generally you yeah. how you are? I, yeah. Yeah. I don't you're, know. You're completely and utterly unlikable. I, I can't just cringe when he speaks. I don't know. I can't explain. I can't give you details. <laughs> Let's make the smooth segue to Ian Eagle, or Ian Eagle, NFL, NBA, college basketball broadcaster. He does it all. Are you sure you want to dive into this there, Ian? <laughs> perfect timing. A completely perfect timing for me. Uh, Annette had a very comprehensive breakdown, <laughs> except when it came to Paulie. How can Paulie work on himself? How can he improve? <laughs> Annette gave no reasons for her dislike. Nothing whatsoever. It's just his overall being. That's that's tough, bud. Okay, how important is Twitter to you when you do a game? Do you care what is said about you? Hold on, let me check how this appearance <laughs> is going. Oh, not very well, oh. apparently. <laughs> uh, I pay attention, but I made a pact with myself probably two years ago not to check during games. During games, not healthy. Uh, will sway the way you might yeah. approach a subject matter. And then, depending upon the event itself, I may wait a day or two after an NFL game to see what the reaction might have been. And then sometimes you're pleasantly surprised. Well, people were kind of into it at a 65% clip. Not like Paulie, where they had no opinion <laughs> as to why they dislike him. But I, I have made the determination that that it wasn't a smart move in game no i've worked with people who checked social media during a broadcast not healthy no and and it it would paralyze them because they Completely. would be so fixated on one person saying one thing and i finally had to shut that off if we were doing this show then you you couldn't be checking social media because you were reacting to one person 
and not to a, a, a larger audience there. Uh, do you think that Kyrie Irving, you do the Nets games. You were there for his, uh, his comeback. Do you think Kyrie cares about what is said about him on social media? Now, no. I think there was a time, yes. I think now he's probably gotten to a point where uh, it's it's not something that dominates his thoughts on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I believe that he got to a level where he felt he was getting nothing but hate and negativity and just determined that it, it was not going to be productive for him or for his group, for his staff, for his team. And then it becomes easily dismissible. You just dismiss. You say, okay, all of that we put over here and we live our own life. He definitely beats to his own drum. There's no doubt about that. But he's pretty comfortable in doing it and he's been highly successful doing it. So I'm not sure that's going to change anytime soon, Dan. I just wondered, though, what Kevin Durant really feels about Kyrie Irving because he came there with Kyrie. They bypassed the Knicks. We're going to be here together. And then all of a sudden, here's Durant playing more minutes than he probably should be playing. James Harden playing more minutes than he should be playing. And meanwhile, Kyrie is like, I don't know. I might be there. It might not be there. Um, Do you think that relationship is still as strong as it was when he first got to Brooklyn? Yeah, uh, I think it might be stronger, believe it or not. And I know it's counterintuitive because everything you're saying naturally would be the way that most people would react. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? Look at what you're doing to the team. But they've got a bond, a legitimate one. Mm. And I think KD just digs Kyrie's vibe and the fact that he doesn't go along with what everybody wants. And to quote a former Danette, he goes against the grain. He does. And he always has. And I think Kevin likes it. By the way, the fact that I didn't even get a call to maybe be a step in for McLovin was soul crushing. OK, like wait a minute. Wait a minute. You attack you something. Do, you do the NFL, the NBA, college basketball. Yeah. You work for CBS, TNT, TBS, yeah. the Nets. That's true. Yes. Network, Westwood. Westwood one. Yep. Tennis Channel. Like, why don't you leave some? You're selfish. You are selfish. I <laughs> an eagle. Why don't you let somebody else do something? You're right. I left Sports Center so yeah. others could do it. You're right. You put the I in Ian. It all comes out. It, hold, let me lie down because this feels more like a, all right. a therapy I'll session help you. at this point. There's some deep stuff I need to get to. I'm glomming. I need to stop the glom. How about It'll some happen. downtime? Maybe spend some time yeah. with the wife. I mean, why don't you care about your family a little bit more? Who's this now? <laughs> uh, do you think that there's a chance Kyrie gets vaccinated this year? I would say there's a chance. Uh, all of his rhetoric has not led us to believe that that's a realistic possibility. But I think there is a general feeling that if you get around your teammates You win a bunch of games. You get that feeling back like they had in Indiana the other night, that championship feeling that a part of him is going to say, all right, I'm going to do it on my terms and I'm comfortable doing it now because I'm doing it for the greater good of my brothers. And I do think the Nets deep down feel like that's still out there. But 
It's all on Kyrie. There, there's still machinations behind the scenes, I'm sure, between the Nets and the city and trying to figure out moving forward if there will be an adjustment. The fact that unvaccinated players can play at Barclays Center or at Madison Square Garden, road players, visiting players, and the home players cannot still is a little bit odd. Uh, there seems to be a, a, a bit of a strange loophole in that. And look, the obvious thing is you put an end to all of this drama and conversation if you get the shot but Kyrie and can that, play in against the Knicks in the garden right he cannot no oh, he cannot well wait he's a visiting player who's not vaccinated <laughs> right but he but he lives in the tri-state area they put <laughs> they, they did put a, an addendum on it because initially Dan I, I believe there there was a feeling in August when the word came out or at least started to filter out that this was going to happen that the Nets thought that Kyrie was going to be okay because his residence is New Jersey. And initially it was New York City residence. And then uh, Bill de Blasio, the, the former mayor, a change was made to, to make sure it included tri-state area. Uh, he is the peripatetic Iron Eagle. He's got the <laughs> Steelers and the Ravens coming up this weekend. Uh, are you all set for the uh, send-off for Ben Roethlisberger? I mean, is it a send off? We, we have to consider the possibility that some wacky things happen in week 18 and the Steelers make the playoffs. Yes, uh, we, we recognize it could be the swan song, but you also have to at least keep your mind open that Indianapolis could blow it against Jacksonville. The way this season has gone, I take nothing for granted. Yeah. Expect the unexpected, Dan. Best team you've seen so far this year is who? Uh, Best performance I think I saw was Buffalo taking care of business, Josh Allen in New England. And it renewed some of those feelings that this team could be for real, depending upon what their draw looks like in the AFC. The Green Bay Packers have been the best team in football and they should go in as the favorite, but everybody is beatable and this field is wide open. Uh, the separation between what are considered the elite teams and the second-tier teams is not as wide as it's been in the past in the NFL. Best team in the NBA you've seen? Best team in the NBA I've seen, uh, look, uh, I saw Phoenix. I saw Golden State. They're, they're both excellent. They're both tremendous. Chicago is the best story. Cleveland probably is the second-best story. Golden State and Phoenix are the two best teams right now. Have you run out of ways to describe Steph Curry? <laughs> no, I, I go to the thesaurus before a, a Steph Curry assignment, and, and I pluck a couple words that, that might be fitting if it works, because he is absolutely astonishing and extraordinary in, in his skill level. And it's a lot of fun calling his games. Kyrie Irving, I would say it's a similar feeling. And I did miss that, I must say, as a play-by-play -play announcer. Uh, Kyrie is at a different level in creating highlights. He's probably packed in more highlights in his about two seasons with the Nets than I had in my previous 26 seasons in calling the action for Brooklyn. And that's saying a lot because they've had tremendous players. Kyrie is a highlight machine, as is Steph Curry. Why hasn't Brooklyn embraced the Nets? No, I think they have, Dan. No, I've, I've felt a shift. I think it was lukewarm initially. People were sampling the product. But over the last three years, 
I felt something different. You go into that arena and you are seeing repeat customers. You're seeing people donning Nets paraphernalia. You're seeing more of it around the city. I think there has been a shift, but you have to win. That's the one thing. But isn't this similar to uh, the Lakers, to the Clippers, the Knicks, even though the Knicks haven't been successful in a long time? Is, Is that not fair to make that Nets to the Knicks, Clippers to the Lakers comparison? I think the one difference that I'm starting to see, having grown up in the New York area, the Mets were the second team in the market. The Jets were the second team in the market. Hockey, Islanders, eventually Devils, second team in the market. But they established a fan base, both the Mets and the Jets did. It took time. It took a generation. And I think the Nets are planting seeds legitimately. I don't say that just for hyperbole. I really do feel it. And having done all those games in New Jersey, there was no impact, Dan. It's hard for me to say that now, but I recognize that they were just in a black hole, a chasm of irrelevance at the Meadowlands. Good luck uh, this weekend, Steelers, Ravens. And uh, it's always great to, to catch up with you. And, and I, Thanks, Dan. I, I mean, if you would like to do a cameo and sit in, if you ever have some downtime, I can see that. McLovin. I, can, I have the glasses. Yes, you do. I have the, Mc, I have the McLovin look. It's professorial. I will go with a different take just for the sake of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. And Paulie's my favorite. But oh. you got to be kind of average at your job. Oh, no, no, no. That, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that figured out. Ian, good to talk to you. Thank you, buddy. All right, DP. That's All the best. Uh, Ian Eagle or Ian Eagle. He'll be calling the, uh, well, he's got, let's see, he's got Steelers-Ravens on Sunday, and then uh, I think he's got a Nets game coming up as well. He's busy. Um, got a lot of jobs there. Yeah, Paulie. What did he call it? Chasm of indifference? Yeah, chasm. chasm of mediocrity? Yeah. See, those are words that McLovin might use. Chasm is a great word. Yeah. I, I'm not ready to put somebody in that chair right now. I mean, I think out of fairness to McLovin, we should wait a while. I mean, we started with somebody or with nobody in that chair. You know, it was just us, core four, and then McLovin came in. We're fine. All the people who uh, text, call, email, all the above, and uh, they're curious if uh, I'd like to have them come in and audition. We're not there yet. It's a little, it's a little too soon for me, a little too sensitive, you know. It was an amicable breakup, as we like to say, but uh, it still hurts. Yes, Paul. It was hot for about three or four days. My phone was oh, buzzing. Oh, my God. People, and they didn't offer themselves. They did this move. So what are you guys doing with McLovin's seat? <laughs> but they didn't offer themselves up because they didn't want to be seen that way. I had somebody who shocked me because they're in a higher profile job than I would ever think would be interested. And no, you can't guess. But this is somebody who's in a high-profile job. And I went, wait, a higher-profile job than McLovin's yes, role in the Dan Patrick yes, show? Yes, yes, yes. No, they're in a high-profile job, not a higher-profile job than McLovin. That goes without saying. Yes, Todd. Now, can Herb Street talk about other things besides college Whoa, football? Oh, so that's not true. That's, that wasn't it was him. not Herbie. It was not Herbie. No, it wasn't. But I, I was... I was surprised. I thought that the person was joking with me. Orlovsky? He doesn't joke. It was not Orlovsky. Not a joker. All right, let's take a break. Got some phone calls coming up here. Uh, 
Caleb Williams, the Oklahoma quarterback, or at least he is right now, is on the open market. Stu Gotts called you? Stu, how did you know? She might not be a joke. (laughs) I profoundly love it. Stu Gotts wants to jump off that levitard ship. (laughs) He's ready to get out of that. It's like nobody sees us anymore. Nobody notices me anymore. Not on ESPN anymore. Let's take a break. Back after this. When I get finished golfing or lifting weights or taking a run, my body doesn't recover the way it used to. It's all about sore muscles, post-workout discomfort, popping up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. If it's good enough for Ricky Fowler, former baseball star Steve Garvey, Carson Palmer, it's good enough for me. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. There's a high concentration of CBD. You'll feel it work immediately. And it's made with 0% THC. You just apply it directly to the source spots and let that proprietary blend of CBD go to work. And it goes to work in about 30 seconds or less. Go to LevelSelectCBD.com. Use the promo code DP30. $30 off your entire order today. Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Because you listen to the program, $30 off. Off levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. Levelselectcbd.com. Promo code DP30. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Harmon. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup. Sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever for you get your podcasts. This was mentioned last year. I think it was refuted by the Carolina Panthers, but I'd heard the same thing. Joe Person of The Athletic reports uh, today that the Panthers would be interested in maybe trading Christian McCaffrey during the offseason. Um, boy, that was a bad signing. Uh Recent injury history, he's got $44 million left on that four-year contract, but they would be willing to, quote, listen to offers on a potential blockbuster trade involving Christian McCaffrey. This according to uh, Joseph Person of The Athletic. Yes, Paul? He's only going to be 26 years old the next yeah. season. Yeah. They owe him a truckload next year, at least $15 million plus. Uh, there's some outs, but the, there's a lot of penalties with the outs. Yeah, I'm not interested. He's had a lot of catches, a lot of carries. Lot, you, you go back to Stanford. I mean, that's a lot, lot of uh, work on that body. You know, I'd, I'd rather look for a, a second, third-round draft pick in there. You can find a running back. Of all the positions in football, it feels like you can find a running back. Now, that wasn't always the case because you were looking for these marquee running backs. Now you got to get a hybrid. You might have two running backs, three running backs, you know, interchangeable parts there. Yeah, Paul. Like you said, the Cowboys, Tony Pollard, he's doing great for them, right? Fourth-round running back. They're paying him like six hundred grand a year. And I would have 
before they extended Zeke, I said, no, let him go. Keep Pollard. That makes the most sense. You know, the Giants with Saquon. Don't sign him. Don't bring him back. Alvin Kamara, he's different. And that's a guy who I think was a fourth-round draft pick. So he's cheaper first. And I don't, you know, if I'm going to extend him and give him $15 million, like Le'Veon Bell, when the Jets signed him, I went, what are you thinking? He was great in Pittsburgh, but that's it. He was great in Pittsburgh. Nowhere else. I mean, Derrick Henry might be the anomaly, but he got injured this year. But he's still one of those guys that when he plays at his level, then he changes. He changes games. And there aren't many running backs nowadays who can change a game. Yeah, Paul. And you're right about Derrick Henry. His first couple of years, he was not a high-paid rookie. He wasn't the top five draft choice. So they didn't pay him for his first four years. Also, he does not have a, a lot of mileage going back to college Alabama. and his first few yeah. years in the pros. Yeah. They owe, they're going to pay him $50 million for his whole career. He seems like it's working out. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good meat Friday, guys. How are you all doing in the snow? We're great, Andrew. Excellent. Hey, I have a poll question idea to help Todd out, but then I also have a stat of the day. So real quick, the poll question idea, we can go for the future like I was talking about earlier. Is um, What will we be talking about on Monday with the NFL? We'll be talking about the clarity of NFL playoff picture and matchups. Will be, we will be talking about Black Monday for coaches. Or C, is there a possibility that we'll still be talking about Antonio Brown. Thank you, Andrew. I don't think we'll talk about Antonio Brown. Coaching, fire, um, but okay, but you're looking at the Bears right now. We know that they're going to fire their head coach. Is Jim Harbaugh truly in play? Is Ryan Day at Ohio State truly in play? That's what I'd be curious about. What other coaches, you know, do the Raiders make a change? The Jags, that job is open. But they're not, nobody's getting fired on Monday except for probably Matt Nagy. I don't know if there's another coach. Matt Rule, I think, is going to keep his job for another year. Maybe I whiffed on that. I thought Matt Rule was going to be a great hire. But let's see if he gets a quarterback here because they haven't done well trying to, trying to get that franchise. You know, they, they thought they had Matthew Stafford, and they probably did. And then all of a sudden the Rams – Sweeten the pot and uh, ends up with them. Yes, Tom. Fangio is about to possibly go to double-digit losses this year and another division loss on national TV. Oh, that's so right. Vic Fangio could uh, be gone. I don't know who would replace him, but Denver could show him the door pretty soon. Yeah. Um, let's see. Gibbs in Virginia Beach. Hey, Gibbs, welcome back. What's up, Dano? How are y'all? Good. good. Uh, I know that. I, I know I'm not supposed to. No, you're that. not. You're not uh, supposed to. I, I know. I know. Uh, rookie mistake. Uh, I wanted to uh, jump in and uh, before McLovin left and uh, thank him for giving me the moniker of not exactly Atticus Finch. It's one of the best nicknames that I have still not been able to shake yet. So uh, thank you very much, McLovin, wherever you're listening right now. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Dan, who in the NFC are you most worried of, the Packers 
losing to? Is there someone on in the NFC that could get knocked off? Because I see them as obviously perennial favorites. And uh, you know, do you see anyone? Well, I, I've always got care. I've always got to factor in Tom Brady. Always, no matter what. You know, are the Cowboys going to be consistent enough? The Rams going to be consistent enough? Can they win at Lambeau? Uh, the Cardinals. You know, Tom Brady is the one constant. You know, his team might not be anywhere near what it was last year, but uh, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Final hour coming up. One more item. We close out hour two. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Van. Now you can have your own. You can enter the DP Show Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes. It's a Mercedes-Benz mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland. And man, did they do it right. We're going to give this away around uh, Super Bowl time. Mercedes, you're going to get quality, right? Innovative safety features. They have crosswind assist, blind spot assist. You expect performance and reliability. They have the MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, and it's available with a gas engine. You can go off-road. You know, you ever wanted to do that? Maybe take a tour of the uh, 423 national park sites. You can do it. Go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Enter, get the official rules for a chance to win this amazing Mercedes-Benz Sprinter event. So danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. Have to do it by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting. Some equipment described is optional. 